0: going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back once again to fighting fire with fire the AJ Rose show this is episode 25 of our young little podcast that could i can't believe we're already at the quarter century mark of fighting fire with fire but here we are And it's a very special one because not only am I doing this solo, but we have a very special topic to talk about that is incredibly obvious, and I'll get to that in just a moment. The first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to apologize because I've still got a cold, which I did when I recorded the weekly Scorch episode 24 with Sam Hannon a couple days ago, but I still have it. I'm still nursing a cold. I've had lots of cups of tea and some Claritin and some Dayquil and NyQuil, and it's still just hanging around as colds tend to do, especially as we get into the later months of the fall. So I apologize about that. I also wanted to do some housekeeping up front because I think that's the best way to get people in touch with the show. So there are three ways you can contact the show. You can email us. Our email address is ajroshow at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. The Twitter uh, handle is at the AJ Rose Show. And then we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash the AJ Rose Show. You can Comment, tweet, like, email, whatever you want to do. Get in contact with the show. Say hi to us. Something you agree with, disagree with, something you liked, you didn't like, or if you just want to say hi. So now we can get into the lecture at hand today, which is uh, usually not applicable anymore. I thought I'd kind of left out the lecture at hand as a bit, but today it's very relevant because the most important thing we have to talk about is the fact that the Chicago Cubs. After a hundred and eight years, our World Series champions again, they won an incredibly like butt clenched tightening <laughs> game seven last night by the score of eight to seven in ten innings in Cleveland against Corey Kluber and the tribe. And it was dramatic in about every way a baseball fan could have possibly wanted. I'm sure the ratings, which have been good throughout this world series were their biggest that they've been the whole series last night as it should have been. And it's a storybook ending for, uh, the Cubs who incredibly, they were the best team in baseball all year and rarely in baseball does the best team for the duration of the regular season end up actually winning the world series. So that's kind of a remarkable thing in and of itself. A couple of things to note here. I actually attended the Celtics-Bulls game last night, and it is the only time I've been apprehensive to go to a Celtics game ever because I didn't want to miss this World Series Game 7. And by the time I got home, I had missed the bulk of the drama. I had missed the Cubs going up 5-1 and the... Errors by John Lester that allowed the score to become 5 3. I missed David Ross's home run in his final game to make it 6 3. And I missed the Indians' rally in the bottom of the eighth and Rajay Davis's two run game tying home run to tie the game at six so I came in and it was already the top of the ninth and I watched as neither team scored in the ninth and then the Cubs got two runs in the top of the tenth thanks in large part to an incredibly clutch hit from Ben Zobrist up the left field line And then the Indians in the ninth inning, uh, down to their last out, uh, fought valiantly and put up another run and got the game-winning run to the plate, meaning that for that at-bat, which I think the final at-bat only lasted two or three pitches, the World Series could have ended either way on any given pitch, which is just about as dramatic as a sporting event can get because unlike in other sports and other Game 7s, in hockey and basketball, you don't have time to react to... A goal or a basket really because usually there's a possession coming the other way and it, there's just not much time. But in baseball, in between each pitch, the tension has a chance to escalate another notch. And I think that happened pretty much throughout all of game seven. And I'm very glad it was a tightly contested one because these two teams were evenly matched throughout the series. And it was between the two uh, most title-deprived franchises in baseball. Obviously, the Cubs had waited 108 years. The Cleveland Indians had waited 68 years, and now they will have to wait at least one more. I want, I think it's it's noteworthy to say, and I'm sure it's going to be talked about ad nauseum in the sports world today, that in the NBA Finals, the team from Cleveland trailed 3-1 to one and came back to win and end their title drought, their, uh, which I think was since 1964. And then in the MLB World Series, the team from Cleveland was up 3-1 and lost three games in a row to lose the title in absolutely heartbreaking fashion. And I know that some people are sort of heartlessly... Uh, relishing the, the misery of Cleveland fans which I think is uh, a little much I think Cleveland fans suffered for a long 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 time and they had this moment of euphoria with the Cavs and then they enjoyed it. Now not only did the fans enjoy making the 3-1 to jokes at the Warriors expense but the internet really enjoyed making 3-1 Warriors jokes for the last couple months. LeBron in particular wore the Ultimate Warriors shirt and then had the Halloween decoration of the 3-1 lead and and some people say that it's karma that all the Cleveland players and fans mocking the three one lead. It, it, now it comes back to haunt them when the Indians blow their own three one lead. I don't think that that it just happens to be a coincidence. That's sports. I'm not a I'm not a conspiracy guy. It is remarkable that there have been two ties in the NFL this season, and the last time there were two ties in an NFL season was 1997 when the Indians lost in seven games to the Marlins. That's It's just freaky how sports does that sometimes. But I am incredibly happy for the city of Chicago, for the Cubs players, for their fans, for Theo Epstein, uh, who has carved a legacy by ending curses both in Boston and now in Chicago, for Joe Madden, who's been one of the very best managers in baseball for a long time finally getting a ring and for all the people who this was the case with the Red Sox in 2004 for all the the loved ones who passed away before they got the chance to see the Cubs win the World Series this was for them and I think ESPN senior baseball writer Wright Thompson wrote an excellent article that encapsulates the the duality of the joy and sadness that Cubs fans are feeling in the wake of winning the World Series because they're, you know, ecstatic that they won and also are incredibly overwhelmed with sadness that so many people they know and love couldn't see it for themselves. But I feel awful for Indians fans. I'm really sorry. I'm sure it was not fun to stay up till almost 1 in the morning Eastern time and then go to bed without winning that game, especially coming back the way they did. But they had a fantastic season, and it certainly helps that Cleveland, you know, you were on both sides of history, both sides of a 3-1 lead by a team in a championship final. Uh, So take solace in the fact that your title drought is over, and uh, now you can just root for the Browns. Oh, yeah, they're 0-8, but that's okay. I think that the Indians are not going to all of a sudden drop off the face of the earth next year, not to mention the Cavs are probably going to uh, cakewalk to the finals again. So I think uh, Cleveland fans will have a team to root for now going forward for the rest of this NBA season that can take their mind off the Indians. And I also wanted to say that it was incredibly... Cool to me that baseball, which is a sport that I really don't enjoy watching at this point, uh, certainly not on TV, and it has become an old man's sport. The average age of a baseball watcher is uh, somewhere in the mid to late 50s. And... There were more people talking about this World Series than any other World Series I'd really been a part of that didn't involve the Red Sox living here in Boston, and it was the most compelling series of my baseball-watching lifetime. The first World Series I watched was the Subway Series between the Yankees and Mets in the year 2000. And this was uh, the most, it had the biggest stakes of any World Series and was probably the best game seven because the other game sevens that I can remember watching in, I didn't really watch the Royals Giants game seven from two years ago when the Giants won on the road and Madison Bumgardner uh, was a stud. But I remember game seven of the 2011 World Series between the Cardinals and Rangers, which kind of felt like a letdown because game six is, was an all timer and the Cardinals were down to their last strike a couple times. And then they won six to two in game seven. And then when the Red Sox came back from down 3 0 in 2004 in the ALCS, by the time they got to game seven, they won that game 10 to three. Those games still were important and felt tumultuous, but that was because of the context of what had happened around that game, not the actual game itself. So I'm really happy that they got a dramatic Game 7, and I was texting multiple friends as the ninth and 10th innings of Game 7 went on last night that I was so, so, so glad that I was not rooting for either team because it was heart-stopping just to watch as a neutral fan, and I'm really happy that David Ross, the catcher, gets to end his career on a high note. Uh, the best clip that I saw from last night was drunk Bill Murray interviewing drunk Theo Epstein, and the two of them just, just sort of deliriously celebrating and covering themselves in champagne. And Bill Murray is sort of the, the America's lovable mutt. He's been that way since the the SNL days, and he's been a longtime Cubs fan. And it was cool to see him celebrate. And there was a reaction shot to him in the crowd immediately after Anthony Rizzo caught the final out uh, of him, just looking just sort of off into the distance, and a, a goofy, goofy grin pasted onto his face. And I uh, have to imagine that's how most Cubs fans felt. I also uh, feel bad for any Cubs fan waking up this morning, or if, even if they've still woken up yet. It's two forty one p.m. Eastern time. Maybe some Cubs. Cubs fans are still asleep. Maybe some are still awake from last night, man. Wrigleyville must have been absolutely bonkers last night. I I, I was telling friends it must have been like peak Mardi Gras Bourbon Street in New Orleans in Chicago last night. And uh, you deserve it because they were the best team in baseball. And the, the ride that it takes to beat the Giants, then the Dodgers, then the Indians is an incredible mountain to climb. And congratulations to the Cubs on winning the World Series. I think that they're not done. They've got a really good young core. They've got Addison Russell and Baez and I am blanking on some other Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant and I think that they have a chance to be back. Continuity and success in baseball year to year is probably harder than it is in the NBA. Well, in any sport it's harder than the continuity in the NBA, but I think they've got the front office and the manager and the young talent to do it. So who knows? Maybe they'll be back. Maybe young Cubs fans will just get spoiled on them winning (laughs) as happened to Red Sox fans after they won in 2004 and then won again in 07 and 2013. I wanted to talk a tiny bit about the Indians uh, because now that they have lost... And when you lose a game like that, I don't know what the reaction is because I, I, as a Boston fan, I've been in a similar situation where you're a team that just, you're a city that just won a title, that just had a team win a championship and you got to experience that all time high. And then you have another one, you think that it's going to be a second euphoric moment and it just gets ripped out of you. This happened, this exact scenario happened when the Red Sox won the World Series in 2007, October 2007, and then February 2008, the undefeated Patriots were playing the Giants in the Super Bowl and we think that they're going to win another title and then David Tyree makes the helmet catch. Now the reaction to that is you just have to sort of throw your hands up and say that's that's how the chips fall and you can agonize over every little decision and every little uh, play of the game but ultimately if you make multiple championships and you end up with anything anything higher than the number zero you have to thank your lucky stars and as the most spoiled Uh, A a fan (laughs) of the most spoiled city uh, in terms of sports in America, a a Boston sports fan, I have no right to complain about any heartbreaking loss at this point. And I think Cleveland fans who are used to misery anyway should sort of shrug it off and just uh, root for the Cavaliers. And shout out to my old... Basketball coach from high school, Brian Walker, who uh, asked me what I thought of this World Series and who used the fact that the Indians lost to make a wonderful Facebook status saying that it is finally time for the Indians to change their incredibly racist team logo, which I wholeheartedly support. They should just make the Indians uh, that red sea rather than the, the I forget the name of the guy, the big red face smiling guy. And I saw a hilarious internet meme of someone had taken the eyes and mouth of that Indians logo and put in the eyes and mouth of cr- the crying Jordan meme, which is just a, a little too much to handle sometimes. But I think that's that's about all I, I, I want to say about the Cubs and Indians. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I am glad that the Cubs won because A, their title drought was longer, and B, because Cleveland fans had become kind of insufferable after the Cavs won the championship. And if they had gotten two championships after that long drought from 1964 to 2016, if they have gotten two in the span of five months, then they were going to become dangerously close to the level of insufferable that Boston sports fans have been since the Patriots won their first Super Bowl in 2002. There is no more entitled, just Awful fan base of sports to deal with in Bostonian sports fans. The only difference between Boston sports fans and Philadelphia sports fans is that Bostonians have won titles. So they walk around like their shit doesn't stink. And uh, I'm one of those people and I wear it proudly and I don't want Cleveland coming for our crown. So (laughs) I'm glad the Cubs won. And the other thing I wanted to talk about today. This is going to be a relatively short podcast. I wanted to cap it somewhere under twenty five minutes is uh, a so hot right now recommendation because they're as the year goes on, there just continues to be more and more and more excellent uh, film and TV and uh, music. So I wanted to recommend a new single by Big Baby Drum who just released his new EP. I forget what it's actually called. I think it may just be called Big Baby Drum and. The single that came out, uh, other than "Broccoli," which is now you know a chart-topping hit, but the second single "Cash Machine," which has a funny video, samples Ray Charles's "Hallelujah." I, I just love her so, and it's another banger, and it's another sort of relentlessly goofy, endearing. Song that Drom has sort of uh, carved out his little niche and his brand and it's great and it's infectious it's really fun to dance to and there's the sound of a cash machine sort of spitting out cash used intermittently throughout the chorus that's very fun it kind of makes me want to like buy a cash machine and the other thing I wanted to recommend in this So Hot Right Now segment is uh, one specific episode of the Netflix show Black Mirror so I know that Lots of people watched Black Mirror when it had two series, uh, six episodes on BBC and then a Christmas special starring John Hamm. It had seven episodes written by the great Charlie Booker and then Netflix bought it and released six new episodes also written by Charlie Booker and this third, I'm sorry, excuse me, the fourth episode of these, these new six episodes is called San Junipero. And I am not going to discuss any of the plot details or or spoilers of, of this episode at all. But I can't recommend it enough because... I sat in the exact place I'm sitting right now, in the TV room of my house in Rosendale, Massachusetts, and I watched this episode by myself yesterday. And as I said before, I've got a cold. And anybody knows, when you are moved to tears with a cold, it makes the whole... You're just an ugly, ugly sight. I'm so glad nobody was in the room with me because this episode was so emotional and moving and beautiful that I had to like take off my glasses and wipe tears out of my eyes multiple times seeing this episode San Junipero and it is unlike some of the other Black Mirror episodes that are a little scarier, a little darker, a little bleaker. This is takes a different approach to it and I was uh I hadn't been that moved by something I saw on a screen since I watched Pixar's movie Inside Out. uh I think about a year ago and similarly wiped tears out of my eyes. Uh, so San Junipero is the other recommendation I wanted to put in there. A quick honorable mention to, uh, something that's happening tonight. And in case people are listening to this before, tonight's NBA games the Celtics are playing the Cavaliers which is not going to be fun that's sort of the the warm-up game because the Cavs uh, are facing a Celtics team that is without Jay Crowder who sprained his ankle last night and Al Horford who got a concussion in practice on Monday the Cavs should win that game in Cleveland uh, in a cakewalk they should probably win that game by 15 to 25 points but after that at ten thirty on TNT Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are undefeated at 4-0, they travel to Oracle Arena to play the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant. And it is the first meeting of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant as uh, something other than teammates in the NBA. They're going to go against each other, and one way or the other, it's going to be explosive. I have no idea if the Thunder are going to be able to keep it close or if Russ can carry them to a win or if the Warriors are just going to if Clay Thompson's finally going to show up, who's <laughs> shooting 11% from three, and, and KD's going to go on the warpath, and the Warriors are just going to wipe the floor with them. But either way, it's going to be explosive and compelling to watch. Not as compelling as Game 7 last night, but very compelling to watch. And I highly recommend basketball fans check it out. And I think that is about it for me for this solo podcast. It's hard for any listener to listen to a dude rant Endlessly for more than 15 minutes, which if you're still listening, I appreciate you indulging me like this. But some other end housekeeping before we get out of here. The one last thing will just be our second bout of housekeeping. You can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire. You can subscribe and download all episodes of the show on iTunes or on Google Play Music. And if you're on iTunes, you can rate us five stars and maybe leave a positive review, say something nice about us. I believe that factors into the iTunes algorithms in terms of people searching for fighting fire with fire in the podcast section, and it can pop up higher on the, <laughs> the list of results. So I appreciate your continued support and listening. Oh, and I'm sorry, one other thing. My good friend Robbie Robert White, who's, uh, I believe his rap title is Robbie Isn't Living, just came out with a little rap EP, a little four-song EP called Searching for Salvation, which I retweeted on SoundCloud a couple days ago, Uh, and I recommend listening to it because he's a good friend of mine, and he's doing good work, and Robbie keep keep (laughs) keep on keeping on man i really enjoyed it and i hope you guys uh will give it a listen so thank you for listening to episode 25 of fighting fire with fire the aj rose show my name is aj rose and i will see you guys next time cheers